0: Something tells me that I should make a little video about how I'm feeling. I'm really excited to get the implants out in like 10 days because number one, my hair sucks. Remember that long, dark, beautiful hair? No mas. The reason why I cut it short was just because it was not as healthy. It just seemed like, oh, it's just not as nice. Let's just start over. It just doesn't want to grow back now and it's not that thick. And one of the main symptoms of BII is hair thinning and losing your hair, so that's nice. Another is thyroid. After a year of three different doctors, three different medicines, six or so different doses, can't get that right. Can't get the can't get the dosage right. My thyroid is still not functioning at the way it should, which is kind of the gateway to your me- metabolism. So, <clears throat> you know, weight gain has been super frustrating, and weight loss has been nearly impossible. Um, I mean, I did a five-day cleanse and lost zero weight, not even water weight. So very, very frustrating. I think the short-term memory loss stuff is a real thing. And I think energy too. I mean, I just have such a strong mindset that it's hard for me to like just sit around. But I have to will myself kind of every day. I guess that's something I've never put together. Like it's not just natural bubbly energy. It's just a will to like not sit around and do something, go work out go do this, stay busy, stay moving around. So it's not really supernatural. It's not just like there and ready to go. I I will it. So, um, and recovery from workouts has been crap. And then there's all kinds of other markers like testosterone, DHEA, vitamin D, magnesium, um, estrogen, progesterone, like literally all my hormones. Everything's just low. Like just, it's kind of just like shut down city. Hmm. I want to describe my symptoms first because for those watching that are interested, I think this is the most important thing to start off with. So I'm going to go down the list and then we'll hit on the big ones. The shape of my face and swelling, swollen lymph nodes in my neck, uh, my hair was thinning and breaking off, dry scalp and dry skin, weird underarm smell, sometimes just like one armpit and not the other. (laughs) Recovering from workouts and I'm training for the Boston Marathon. I mean, I needed two days to recover and the girls that did it with me were ready to go like that night. So recovery was terrible. Uh, General fatigue, not extreme, but definitely like laboring through my days and not feeling kind of that normal kind of bubbly energy. Heavy metal toxicity, which was tested from uh, with a provoked urine test. Leaky gut also tested. Dysbiosis also tested 10 out of 10 dysbiosis hypothyroidism. So that was kind of the first thing that came along for me was I was like, oh my God, this is the answer to everything. My thyroid is low. That was just scratching the surface. Weight gain and resistance to weight loss, like nothing I did made a difference for years and years, like four years or more. Capsular contracture. I mean, that's just a side effect of the implants. Um, So you have the implant and then your tissues form a capsule around it. When there's blood or rupture, that makes it even more Um, It makes a thicker capsule around it. Uh, And so I thought that crashing race cars maybe was doing that. And so I had it tested and it wasn't. And then the other one did it after I was done racing. So that wasn't it. It was just my body producing tissue to protect myself. Um, And the implants were folded within within the capsule. So they were really uh, tight. Elevated CRP, which is just an inflammatory marker, low testosterone, low vitamin D, low DHEA, low estrogen, low progesterone, low white blood cell count, low magnesium. Uh, All those were tested with blood tests Um, and urine and saliva and all the things. Adrenal fatigue. So this was done through a urine test, but my you normally wake up and your cortisol goes up and mine spiked in the middle of the night, probably from um, hypoglycemia. And then it just kept going down all day. So that's kind of indicative of your adrenals not functioning properly and, and, and giving your cortisol a rise. So adrenal fatigue. Dizziness. I've noticed that like my dizziness is better. So I, I it kind of was there before, but dizziness, standing up, Temperature sensitivity, just like being too hot or too cold all the time, Uh, every now and again. So some people have really bad achy hands and achy joints, but um, my hands kind of did it a few times to me and I'm like, what is this? This feels like arthritis, Uh, but it wasn't constant. Um, And then maybe some short-term memory stuff, like talking to somebody and just forgetting what I was gonna ask them. Like, I don't know if that's normal or not. Probably not. So those are my symptoms. There are others um, for those watching that are curious. There's the the big hitters that I didn't mention that I had, because I watched over a hundred, at least a hundred women's stories through Instagram, YouTube. A lot of them also had brain fog, anxiety, and depression and extreme fatigue. And so I wouldn't say I had those, but if you're watching, some people some people do. I just didn't manifest those. I mean, now if we go back in the story, because look, getting my implants out, it wasn't like I thought, oh, I'll get my implants out and then I'll be better. I only started talking about it so quickly after because I got better so fast. Like within hours, I could there was a difference starting to happen. But everything I did along the way, I thought was the thing. If we go back to 2018, my indicators were resistance to weight loss, like gained a few pounds and couldn't get it off no matter what I did, no matter what I ate, no matter how much I worked out. And looking back my hair too, like it just kept getting less thick and healthy and long. And eventually that's kind of why I cut it was because I thought, well, it's just not healthy anymore maybe I'm just aging. I mean, how many out there like think I'm just aging and this is why? So I thought maybe I'm just getting older. My hair is not the same. And so those were kind of my two indicators that I had about four years ago in 2018. And then fast forward to 2020. um, Then I'd say another wave of weight gain, which was just Punishing. At the end of 2020, beginning 2021, I had my cycle was getting later and later for a couple months, and then I skipped a couple months and I thought, mm, I should probably go get this fixed. And honestly, it was a godsend because I just kept thinking I should just try harder. I should just try harder, right? And so I went in and had a blood draw and you know, a bunch of lab work done. I thought nine vials was a lot when I got my blood drawn that time. Oh my gosh. Fast forward to later, I ended up having like 19 drawn for, um, for my leaky gut test. <laughs> but anyway, so I got my blood drawn and my thyroid was low. I mean, there was other things too, for sure. But I thought, man, that's it. That's going to explain weight gain. That's going to explain, um, hair loss. Cause that's another thing from thyroid, um, dry skin, dry scalp, like those, those, okay. All of a sudden I'm like, here we go. And I remember, remember when the doctor gave me thyroid pills for the first time and i thought this is it, this one little pill. And it was like a tiny little um, dose of, um, it was a natural desiccated pig because you can either have synthetic or desiccated pig. And it was the desiccated, so it was a natural one. And I thought, oh my God, this is the solution. And that didn't do anything. And then I doubled it and I thought that will do it. And then that didn't do anything. And then I added more and then that didn't do anything either. And um, so that was kind of just starting the process at the beginning of 2021. That was about, it was April of 2021 one. And from there, my doctor said, look, cause he was just my, my OB. And so he's like, I think you should see a functional doctor. And I'm like, okay. So I managed to get in with a functional doctor. And in the meantime, I also, um, I also was introduced to uh, Ben Greenfield's book, Boundless, and I thought, wow, this is fascinating. And I thought, I should interview Ben Greenfield. And so Ben Greenfield is like a biohacking guy. And at the end of the conversation, I said, if I wanted to know like what to eat, how to, when to eat, how to work out, when to work out, what would I do? And he's like, take these tests. And so I ordered all the tests. And now I understand I'm fortunate, these tests are not cheap. And so I spent a ton of money on tests. I got all the tests. Then I started working with the functional doctor. And so between the two of them, I realized that so many things were going on. Um, The one really big one that popped up was um, heavy metal toxicity. And so I had insanely high mercury, like it has to be under five to be, I think in a tolerable range, or um, a range that's not above the threshold. And mine was 170. So I had insanely high mercury. I also had four other metals that were elevated um, above the threshold. So um, heavy metal toxicity, leaky gut. I mean, when I got the results for my leaky gut, I was like, what am I going to eat? Like, I mean, cinnamon was on it, like everything was on it. And so I went on a 90 day gut protocol for that, where I, you know, cut out all the things that were high only a couple things that were moderate here and there just because i literally could only have like four proteins and how much cod do you really want to eat so i i I had very a very restricted diet for 90 days on top of probably taking 20 to 30 pills a day um then um, dysbiosis was another one that popped up in the test the one thing about dysbiosis i was a 7 out of 10 when we first tested it then i was a 10 out of 10 when we tested it the next time. And so for those out there that do marathons and heavy, heavy training, I, I think marathon training can make that a little worse. And I was training for the Boston Marathon while I was doing all this. So <laughs> um, I'm gonna just stack it high and deep, but the dysbiosis got worse and when we retested it a second time. So for the heavy metals, just so people know, what you really wanna do is a provoked urine test. A provoked urine test is um, where you, take a sample um, first thing in the morning. And then you take this drug. I, I was, it's called DMSA. And so I take all these DMSA pills. And then for the next six hours, you collect your urine and then you make a sample out of it. And um, basically it pulls out of your body into storage because it gets stored in fat cells and all over the place in your body. So that kind of gives you more of your long-term load as opposed to just a blood test is testing more recent. Yeah, I mean, I went through all that. I thought thyroid medicine was gonna be the cure. Then I thought um, leaky gut protocol for 90 days is gonna be the cure. And then I thought heavy metals, infrared sauna, sweating, getting that out. And then eventually I did chelation, which is where you take that DMSA, but you do it every day Um, For It was sort of a cycle, it was like five days on, a couple days off or something like that. So I did chelation to try and get rid of it too. And I thought, I literally thought all of these things were gonna do it. I thought, this is where I'm gonna feel better. And every single time I went to the doctor and I said, I don't feel any different, I don't look any different. Nothing changed. Then I started working with another doctor At the beginning of 2022, um, great doctor, still working with him right now, Ben Greenfield introduced me to him. I started taking peptides. And so I thought, this'll be it, I'll take peptides and this is gonna help me feel better and look better. (laughs) And I took peptides and I mean like, for someone like me, like I hate needles and the fact that I stuck myself with up to three needles a day is really saying something. So took the peptides, again, reported back with, really don't feel any different, don't look any different. Um, so that didn't work either, um, And uh, the one good thing is we did cut out a lot of pills when I went with the doctor that I'm with now. He's like, just stop taking it and stop stressing. And he's very much about mindset and and being really positive and thinking positive thoughts. And so and to not be overwhelmed by things. So I did like that a lot. Um, We also tried new thyroid medicine. Um, So I tried thyroid medicine from my OB, a different thyroid medicine with my functional doctor and then another different thyroid medicine in which I take a T3, T4 combo in the morning, and then two more times in the day, I just take T3 alone, because T3 is what is active in your body and goes into every cell of your body and gives, um, and, and gives you the energy. It's basically, I mean, it's your metabolism, it's everything. And so um, I take it two more times in the day and all of that still doesn't make my T3 go up. So nothing works. So if there's one thing that I can say that I feel like I've gathered from watching all these women's stories, my own story, is that nothing works. Like the symptoms are all over the place. If you're gonna look up breast implant illness and you're gonna look at the symptoms, there's a hundred. I mean, there's, there's just anything, but it's really just how your body is going to manifest with trying to get rid of something. And is it through inflammation? And is it through um, it fatigue? are you going to is you're gonna is you, do you have gut issues? Is your skin? some people get rashes? Like however you manifest is personal to you. But the main point is is that you can't fix it. And so I didn't go into getting my implants removed, thinking like, oh, this is the thing. Like I thought everything was gonna be the thing. And so when I got them out, I mean, first off, I was really excited. I was over them. They were hard. They were hard. They had capsular contracture. I was ready. Woke up after anesthesia, came home, and my mom said, I came to pretty quick. So within like two hours, I'm sitting on the couch, and I remember I put my hand on my face, and I was like, oh my God, Mom, my skin is producing oil for the first time. My I have not felt like what it's like to have like oil on my face. I don't remember the last time, which is exactly why my skin and my scalp have been dry, and so my scalp isn't producing oil so it's dry and then my hair goes to grow and it's not getting any nourishment, no moisture and it's just breaking off before it has a chance to get long. And so, and and uh, I'm sure thyroid and other things play a factor too, but it's like, oh my God, I was so relieved to finally realize like I have skin that produces oil. Um, then I woke up in the morning um, and I mean, all I took for drugs was I took a hydrocodone at, uh, surgery was over with at four 30. Um, I took a hydrocodone about 9 30 PM, another one at about four 30 in the morning when I woke up, um, managed to get back to sleep for a little bit. And then I took a Tylenol at noon and I took one more Tylenol at about 9 PM before bed. And that's all I took. So, you know, minimal on the drugs. Um, but I woke up in the morning after surgery and I'm pacing around the kitchen and I'm just like, I realize I'm pacing around the kitchen, I'm like, mom, I just have a lot of energy. And so the fact that I'm like fresh out of surgery within 12 hours, I'm still on drugs to some degree, and I just feel all this energy. We went grocery shopping and, you know, we're doing our day. Went for a walk with the dogs very easily. From there, uh, more things that changed was uh, my face. I mean, I think that was something that people were following me like, my face looked different that night and my face is changing every day. And the inflammation that's coming out of my body, like my clothes fit better. Like, and it's only been a week from the time I'm recording this. So everything, my lymph nodes in my neck have gone down. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, this one, I can barely feel them. They're barely sticking out. Like that was such a relief because I could feel them every single day. I could feel them when I moved, when I ate something, like they were just i could just feel it and i just i just have been recovering so quickly and so this is a journey i'm i'm just i just felt compelled to share i felt compelled to um tell people how much better i felt and to let people know that you know if you're struggling that they and you have implants like and you can't fix it there could be something wrong with them like they could be making you sick And, um, I just thought it was an important message for people to know because I tried so hard and I tried so many things and usually that's the case. I mean, even if you don't have as much time and energy and, um, you know, flexibility with money, like, I mean, most people try so many things. And, um, and so I just hope that, I hope that if you're out there and you're struggling that you'll entertain this idea and you'll start watching the stories and let your intuition guide you. Right, like I, I mean I, I did I, I just I, like there was a seed in my head that was like, could this be it? And I'm so glad that I listened to that. You know, your intuition is a really powerful tool. Feel into that, and I'll keep sharing how it's going because this is only one week post-op. So, like I'm sure that things will change after a month and six months and twelve months, and I have testing to do still. I'm gonna retest, retest my gut. I'm retest the. Heavy metals. I'll retest um, all my all my blood markers for all my all my endocrine system hormones. I mean, all that stuff needs to be retested, and I'll share, you know, how quickly that changes or slowly. And out of the long list that I started off with of what I've been dealing with, I don't know if all of them are going to be taken care of by getting the implants out. But I made the list to see just how many can be checked off, and um, I'm honored to share that journey so that I can help others in their journey themselves because it was through watching them that I felt not so crazy and where the mission to get these out really, really sank in because I I saw so many stories of women feeling better. So if you're struggling, I hope that you figure it out. And if this is it and I'm a part of it, I'm happy to go through it. So I think it's really important that we get nitty gritty details from a doctor. So I've asked my doctor, Sean Parson, if he will come on here and uh, he's going to sit down with me and we're going to get into some of the details and and hear from his perspective, you know, what he's seen in his practice, um, what women's symptoms are, how they get better, what the drug companies are telling him. Like, what does he hear from his perspective so that we can understand better what the doctors are dealing with? Thank you so much for sitting down and doing this absolutely and also thank you for doing great surgery on me (laughs) was i a tough patient uh
1: you no you weren't a tough for me you were you were fine i
0: mean i was asleep so not like that but like was my operation a tough operation
1: no i think uh i think you're you're petite so it was kind of taking it was like a reverse uh delivery of a baby Mm, I don't know what that's like. Well, I guess guess delivery of a baby, you know, not a reverse delivery of a baby. But, you know, taking going through, you know, a a larger object through as small a a little spot as we can. You
0: can describe. So, I mean, we went through the nipple and like we did an end block. And like explain, go ahead and explain like exactly what was done.
1: So so years ago when you initially had your original Mm -hmm. surgery, the surgeon had chosen to make a small incision on the lower portion of your areola. Mm-hmm. And so rather than trying to make some uh, brand new incision, you know, if, if at all possible, I want to try to not make extra scars. Yeah, I so, like that. So we uh, I went through the same. So you kind of go through the same scar, come down um, on the on the implant, capsule the scar the scarred area, so kind of go through breast tissue, get get down on that, and then, with, with cautery, you kind of asked me earlier. How yeah, do, I how did. Do I was like, I
0: wanted to kind of know the details just a little bit like what happens in there?
1: So, so I, there's, I mean, some, you know, some scissors, but, but cautery just so we, you know, kind of cauterize as we go and you just create a, a, a plane. You, you, it, it would be like, um, if you've kind of encased something and say there's a little marble and it's mm-hmm. encased in foam mm-hmm. and, and you want to, you know, go down and then chip away all the foam, but, but not just Obviously, just, you know you want to just take that one little marble out mm-hmm. if you can. Mm-hmm. So, clean all that. Um, sometimes it's more attached to certain spots. Yours was a little bit more attached to the muscle. So mm-hmm. on the on the upper portion, it was attached to the breast tissue underneath. It was attached to the top of the muscle. So, would you
0: say that it was more stuck, more attached than yeah, some so, other implants? Yeah, uh, for sure. Got and, it.
1: And I think I think you know, think of it as your body's trying to wall off that yeah. device yeah. but it's also the scar's not that smart so right. the scars tr- the scar is also stuck to the area outside of it mm. as well as trying to wall off on the inside i see so it's just it's just really trying to fixate and not let that thing go anywhere
0: and the capsular contracture i mean you know like i i mean i went to see you for one that had capsular contracture in I think it popped up in like 2018, but I might have seen you in 19 for it. And then the other one ended up doing it too. And right. so somebody asked me on social media if I, how do you know if you have capsular contracture? And I posted that video and said, you'll know, right? Like you know. So maybe some indicators on that. And then also there are levels of it. And I think you said I was maybe like a two, three on there. Is that?
1: Yeah. I mean, was I that think, more like
0: a three once you got them out? I, I
1: think you're a three for sure. I think out um, of four. Out of four. Yeah. yeah. So so it's it's a there's a, it's basically more of a subjective scale. So if someone has an implant, yeah. I don't know why when when it was set up way back when, it's, <laughs> it wasn't, you know, zero to 10 or zero to five, <laughs> but it seems like zero should be perfect, yeah. but, but one's uh, as if there's no implant in. So Got there's it. very little scar. Yeah. Um, two, there's noticeably some, um, firmness to the breast mm-hmm. it may still look fairly um aesthetically normal but it, but there's there's firmness that you can feel and maybe there's a difference between the two sides three really starts to kind of physically distort the breast a little bit it's mm-hmm. it's more firm maybe the breast pulls up but it's not it's not the normal shape that it had been in the past right um four i mean can get to the point where it's you know almost like a rock, you know. And they
0: and, can be painful too, right?
1: Yeah, and even even if they're not uh, so firm, if they start to have components of pain, that yeah. automatically kicks you into the floor. So I
0: noticed with mine that when I push on it enough, like, because they're firm, you know, if I pushed on it, it would be sore. It felt kind of like achy sore. Yeah. But if I didn't push on it, it didn't hurt. Right. Um, so maybe that's also another tool that, you know, people can use some, as an indicator to see how much and... Um, and that, you know, because it's it definitely was an issue.
1: It hurts and uh, we've got different nerves. We've got different nerves in our body. We've mm-hmm. got nerves that are temperature nerves. We've got nerves that are, uh, you know, if you get pricked with a needle, that's more of a pain fiber, but we've got stretch nerves. So, you know, our, our intestines, we don't have to know if something's gonna poke us with a needle, but it's super important if, you're, if your stomach starts to stretch too much or your colon stretches. So we've got stretch fibers in uh-huh. our in our intestine. But, but when we start to get that tightness, the stretch fibers are, are sometimes getting kind of twisted or, or pulled, and that's sometimes why it hurts. So
0: part of the reason of going to you was, yes, you were referred by my original doctor in North Carolina. Um, I had already seen you once, but I was more than happy to go to a new doctor if I had done my research and found that there was someone else that had rave reviews. However, that was still you. End block and 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 explants is something that you in particular have been doing a lot of. So how did that come about that you ended up doing so many of them? So, and how long have you been doing so many of them?
1: So I so I've been in practice for 25 years. Um, when I started my practice, I, I so I trained at a place where we did a lot of chest surgery. Okay. So I trained at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and we were very busy with cardiothoracic surgery Mm -hmm. and my program chairman there was particularly very good nationally and internationally at chest wall reconstruction. So, so I had a a basis there. And then when I started my practice here in Scottsdale, I did a lot of breast cancer reconstruction. Okay. Um, which are, there's components of the, of an end block capsulectomy with that. Some, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, um, you're, you're using implants or taking implants out or doing lifts or doing all those kind of component surgeries to make people match. Um, I, you know, I kind of tell people I'm, I'm not your guy for, um, 15th time, no surgeries mm-hmm. in town, but I do a lot of breast surgery. And, um, then as, as time's gone by and as breast implant illness has become more of a, of a thing and a topic and women have approached, um, you know, and had the courage to approach people cause they don't feel well and they're having issues. And they're not sure why they're having issues. And you know, could it be their implant? Is it something else? They don't know. Um, I, I started to get approached more and more for those. And mm. and so, and I think it was kind of a natural process with that. I, I started I did a lot of breast surgery, so so some of those patients started to come to me, and then we had good results, and we had you know, it's important to make somebody feel better, but it's also important to have them look as, as good as they can possibly look. Yeah. So I think there's Anybody can take the implant out, but you also wanna take it out so things look good. What would
0: you do if someone wanted their breast implants out f- if they felt okay versus if they didn't feel okay? Would you do that differently?
1: Yeah, so, so just from a terminology standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, capsule, again, is the, is the scarred wall that forms around any, anything that's not you. Yep. So if you have an infection, you can form a scarred off area. If you have a, a knee replacement, if you have a heart valve, if you have any, anything that's artificial, have, your body doesn't know yeah. what it is, so it just wants to wall it off. And in a perfect world, it's very thin, kind of no big deal scar. As that scar starts to become more and more involved, it can hurt or, or mm-hmm. can be, it can hurt and, and form a capsule. And then take that and the next step, if, you, if you're having issues where your body's maybe really not liking that implant and having maybe symptoms with breast implant illness or things like that, it really starts to, you, you get this like chronic inflammatory response to just having that device in there. Mm-hmm. So capsules the scar, capsule automy means I'm cutting the scar. So so you could go in if you just had a firm breast and do a capsule automy and just kind of open things up so it's really closed, then we kind of just open it. Again, that's Take a de- the
0: implant out is, and then depends.
1: Or just. And, and so the implant manufacturers actually, if you're having issues with the device, they're like, hey, that's, you know, we warranty our device for a certain period of time. We'll give you a new device if you want to go down that road if you're having, forming too much scar tissue, you yeah. know, too much scar tissue around. Again, that's not BII. That's right. just, that's just that's your just you're firmness, forming scar not tissue. i happy with the, firmness. I like the way it looks. Everything's yep. fine. Um, it's just getting firm. So there's there's that's a capsulotomy. Capsulectomy means I'm taking out right. most of the implant. You know, okay. if I I'm sorry, most of the capsule, if I take out over 50%, it's technically a capsulectomy. Total capsulectomy means I'm taking out the entire thing. N block capsulectomy means I'm taking it out in one piece. I'm not I'm not trying to leave anything behind. I'm not trying to take out half of it and then take out the other half of it.
0: So even if when you do an N block, let's say you there's the implants exposed or something like that like you didn't quite maybe get all the scar tissue would you not be able to call that an end block or would you still call that an end block if you still took it out with what you th- what you did your best to get
1: if if you're really technically doing an end block it's coming out in one piece yeah. so so if you if you Got start it. to piece it even if
0: uh, even if it's tissue yeah
1: that, Got it. that then you're you're really doing a total catholic me not not an N block total
0: Okay. Okay. So, was my story uncommon? I,
1: no, I, I think um, you know. I think that I, I have a unique position where I'm probably getting approached more and more. So, so it's becoming more and more common for I'm me. Sorry, I'm probably going to make that no, happen some more. <laughs> but but I think that um, it, I, I think your story is a little uncommon in terms of you're th- you're your very. Uh, you're very fit, you're very strong. You saw this rapid decline. And so I think you're seeing a a rapid, you know, rebound. Um, And and I think you're unique that you're, you're an athlete and you're able to uh, really, you know, uh, give your body and everything, you know, externally and internally that it can get And that I have a, you
0: mean that I have a hyperbaric chamber in my bedroom?
1: Maybe that. Yeah. So, so those things are, are maybe unique to you, but I think so I think your I think your your rebounds a little faster. Yeah. But I think that it's not. But my un- story of your story is not your story's yeah. not uncommon. And mm-hmm. I think that I think your your uh, your openness to share your story maybe is is unique and and to be applauded. You know, because I think yeah. a lot of people may tell a friend, but they're not on the platform to tell as yeah. many people as you're telling.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure I wanted to.
1: But I think that people. You know, I think it's great that you're willing to do this. Yeah. And I think it's great that it'll give people, validate some of the things they're feeling and that it's
0: yeah. okay
1: and that it's okay to take your implants yeah. out and and it's okay to ask those questions.
0: What do the drug companies say? Like, I mean, what are the drug companies that make implants, make breast implants? We're just talking about that. Um, what? So there's Allergan?
1: So so mm-hmm. the, the main companies in the United States are Allergan, Mentor, and okay. There, There is uh, Ideal as another company company, but the, the main two from a market share standpoint are kind of allergan and mentor. Okay.
0: And so I'm guessing they tell you that they're safe. And I'm guessing that you you put effort in to pick the right companies. And you know I'm sure that there's those are probably the majority. But like what I'm curious from your perspective what they share with you and what your in like what your dive is into their research because it's it's their research on their product.
1: So, so okay. So, so to go back in time. So, back in 1992. Remember Connie Chung? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and again, fact check me. But there's an expose. Um, David Kessler at the time was head of the FDA, and um, she she did a story and released a story and said, you know, hey, I don't know if these you know implants may be causing autoimmune disease. hmm And they had been. Kind of grandfathered in from an approval standpoint, they hadn't had to jump through as many hoops as okay. as they as as other devices may have had to jump through. Okay, and so at the time, so Kessler was like, "Whoa, you know, maybe this okay, m- maybe this is something. Maybe there is this autoimmune thing." So they were pulled off the market. Mm-hmm. All all silicone implants in the United States were pulled off the right. market. Now in other countries, Canada, Europe. Um, they were like, wait, what? No, we, we don't see that. So this okay. is just something going on in the United States. Okay. And in other countries throughout the world, they're kind of still doing their thing. Okay. And, and, so, um, and I, so I was in practice during that time. The only way you could put in silicone implants, you could still put in saline implants, mm-hmm. but silicone implants was through in, study investigations. Okay. Uh, I actually had people in my office whose sole job was just to run the study. Oh. You know, because it was that big of a thing if you were yeah. doing, you know, for yeah. breast cancer reconstruction sure. or, or, a set or whatever, any any use of silicone implants. And they kept doing studies and doing studies and doing studies. And they just, it, it, it's easy when you're doing a study to to find bad results and then you're like, oh, okay, this is, these are horrible. Yeah. And they kept doing them and doing them and doing them. And it's, it's you got to do a lot yeah. to finally like, well, we can't, we just can't find any, any data that links this to. To autoimmune disease, so they they were, after doing all those studies, those companies were able to put them back on the market through the FDA through normal channels, mm-hmm. and then over the last, say six seven years five years it's really ramped up. Then there's been this this other issue called um, breast implant associated um, ALCL or or. Uh, a lymphoma-like reaction Mm -hmm. that's, that's not BII that's been seen with textured surface implants. Mm -hmm. So, so now, um, that's a lot about that. It can
0: cause cancer.
1: It it causes a lymphoma-like reaction and, and it can be, and can, people can actually die from that. So, um, they're treated the same way. They're treated with an M block capsulectomy, um, they present differently. They don't present with BII symptoms. that It's your breast. All of a sudden, one breast usually gets quite larger, and okay. there's fluid around. So, so it's a different thing, but it's right. treated the same way. Okay. But because of that, some of these textured surface implants have been taken off the market. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then over the last six, seven years, BIIs come on the forefront where yeah. people are like, you know, I I don't have a cancer. It's not anything. I just don't feel great. Yeah. And and I'm not sure why. And I'm seeing a lot of things on social media that other people
0: yeah.
1: show, you know. And, and so there have been support groups and, and and you know, pretty much in every community yeah. uh, in the United States, there's been different support groups. Some plastic surgeons are more uh, hard science driven. So they, they if it's not, if they can't find a study, they're, they're yeah. probably, I don't know if I really buy into that. Others, I think, are willing to say, you know what, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen people get in get their implants removed and they really feel better. Yeah. And, I mean, and you've seen it. I've seen it. So do
0: you believe it? I it's do. real? I
1: I I believe I believe that there's um, women who I've personally seen over and over and over again who who you take their wow. implants out and yeah. and they feel better. Yeah. Now, you know, is that is no one's the same, you know, yeah, and everybody has different exactly. symptoms. Exactly. There's
0: over a hundred different symptoms and, and, and I'm not the normal case, you know, but like, I mean, it's not the norm.
1: No. And I think it's a small subset of the population. I think the right. majority of women do fine with implants. I think it's important to say, you know, and, and with, with all, you know, all, all different biomaterials, most people do fine. But I, but I think the one thing I think I said to you at one point, I think it's naive to think that every human yeah. reacts the yeah, same. Yeah. I, I think there's so many people have allergies. Yeah. Um, you know, people have allergies to antibiotics, yeah. right? So um, we still use penicillin, but I mean, yeah. penicillin can kill certain people.
0: Yeah.
1: That doesn't mean we've, we've abandoned the use of penicillin. Yeah. And, and you, you, can't, you don't know that, that someone's going to have a reaction to an antibiotic until they've taken it. You don't know they're going to have a reaction to an, to an implant until they've had it in. But I, I think it's naive to think that they can't have a reaction. But I, I think what I what I see when it's really truthfully implant related, they've done their homework. Yeah, they've seen doctors. They've yeah. seen a lot of doctors. Sometimes yeah. they still feel lousy. Yeah, and um, th- I, I think then you maybe need to start refocusing and ask yourself, okay, I, I've really I've really done my homework and I've really tried to, to right the ship. Mm-hmm. And and certainly we'd never want to have someone just jump into surgery.
0: Right. that wasn't That's my not, first thing on the list no. either I didn't say first stop surgery no first stop was pill for me right, right? And then, yeah
1: we, I mean, and then
0: IVs well and I then, mean and,
1: I mean first stop for you is like healthy diet yeah exercise exactly that doesn't work okay well let's look let's look at blood let's look at maybe medication needs to change right. let's let's do supplements yep you know what let's let's, yep. let's just get my body so it's homeopathically better. Yeah. And as optimized as possible. And if that still doesn't okay, now now what? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well then what are what are their options? Because, you know, I'm (laughs) I don't have a lot. So, you know, getting them out, it doesn't mean that I was I was not in a situation where I had a lot of extra tissue or I, you know, anything like that. And so, you know, it was a very simple and straightforward, but that's not the case for all women. No. So what are their options for, you know, making them look their best? um, outside of implants.
1: So like, to your point, I think if you really have breast implant illness, I can't promise you you're going to oh, feel yeah. better.
0: Oh yeah. I didn't know either. That's why I all of a sudden shared it. Cause I was like, I can't believe I feel better. Cause I didn't know if I'd feel better. Right. Like, and, you can only know by doing it.
1: Right. And, and so I think that th- that's a thing uh, because we don't know why people are reacting. So, so we can't pretest. Right. But I think that if you decide if, if you decide it's the right move to take the implants out and give your body a break and just see, yeah. um, you really need to give it a break and take the implant out and not put another implant back in. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always do another surgery down the road if you decide you don't like the aesthetic look or whatever, or if it didn't change anything, you can always revisit it, but you need to give your body a break. You can do fat transfers. So, I mean, fat is a really um, powerful tool now for plastic surgeons where we can you know, add volume, back right. um and and not all the fat will stay about 75 percent right. 70 70 do they usually things. do you
0: usually have to come back at least one or two Depends. more times to kind of uh, you know balance them or add or
1: it, it's really common to use fat transfer for facial aesthetics or for breast reconstruction or for this kind of thing where we're taking something out and we're trying to you know reuse you instead mm-hmm. of using something artificial right. it's just you're fat, it's not going to cause, you know, issues with cancer or others. Right. It's, we're just right. moving it from point A to point B, right. which is kind of plastic surgery. one one you know, is flaps and and, and fixing things that yeah. are broken. Right. And and so it, it's a great way to, to resource some balance without exposing you to anything that's artificial.
0: I'm glad that there's other options. I think that, you know, for some women it's a real thing and um you know, I'm grateful that you did such a good job with me. So thank you. And thank well. you for sharing the information about it. I think this will be really informative for people and give people information about, you know, what to look out for and what to do. And in the meantime, I'm, you might get a little more busy with some explants. Well, about that.
1: yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I'm really, really glad you're doing well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad you're having a, a good, good result and you're just feeling better. Too well, you said. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs>
0: just out on a little walk because i have so much energy um it's hard to convey that in a picture so i thought i'd just give a little story about it like i woke up after surgery and i was walking around and i was like mom i just have so much energy and for so long i always did everything i needed to do but i kind of like efforted for it like i had to like get myself up i had to say come on you know and i know how to try harder so (laughs) um so i did now I just feel this natural energy. Like instead of feeling like, okay, I got to go do this. Now I feel like I'm almost like bubbling with energy, like ready to go do something. So oh, oh, feels so good. thanks everybody for listening to the pretty intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.